You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. depend on him you have hope in in him you just expect him to do certain things you expect God to do what folks say can't be done at least I do I, I just expect him to do it cause he different from others. It don't surprise me that, that Ella Jackson can't do certain things for me, but, but it will surprise me if God said he can't do things that Ella Jackson can't do. And I know that's not going to happen because God can do anything save fail. And, and sometimes when, when you're hoping or uh, trusting God to do certain things, it's not without a struggle or a fight. I, I have asked God to do certain things to my body, and, and I've asked him, and after I asked him, it seemed like the situation got worse. And, and sometimes things like that will happen in order to, to test your trust to see if you really expect God to do what you ask him to do despite what's going on in your body, despite what's going on in your mind, despite what's going on in your life. See, when it comes to trusting God, you have to do so in spite of what you see Feel, hear, etc. Because as children of God, we have been told not to walk by sight. Second Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith, not sight. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 tells us why. Because the things that we see, they're not going to last. They're just temporary. Sometimes when you ask God to make things better, it's followed by the worse. But that does not mean God is not going to do what he promised. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, For all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. God will do what he promised. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not what God said, not what he promised. God is going to be God. God is going to back up his written and reveal will. He's going to do it. And, and, and I love to go beyond the pages and look at folk that are living testimonies. Ooh, 
you heard a little of what Elder Thomas was, was talking about. And, and, and you know others have stories about what God has done in their life. They can go back 10 years. They can go back two days. And they can even tell you about something that happened this morning. God is a continual God. He is constantly doing things for his folk. He is constantly doing for his people what needs to be done, but he expects them to, to trust him. <laughs> yeah, he expects his children to trust him. And, and as people of God, we have to be mature in reference to trusting him to the point that we don't allow faces to cause us not to expect big things from our God. Faces. people's expressions you tell folk you believe in God and they give you a certain look and the look on their face tells the story sometimes it tells the story uh, in reference to what's going on in their mind she got to be crazy if she think God gonna do that you can't let the fact that, that her face is saying ain't no way it's going to happen for you detour you. You have to be determined that if God said it, he'll bring it to pass. How many know Numbers 23 and 19 is right? God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, will he what? He'll bring it to pass he'll bring it to pass you can't allow folks faces or attitude to dictate to you that is not going to happen simply because it's what they believe because see like it or not there are some folk that just don't agree with your faith I said, there are some folks that do not agree with your faith. You get happy about the word of God. But they question the word of God. Because they have not had the experience of God in the manner that you have had it. So you cannot allow their negativity, pessimism, a doubt to cause you to pull away from your God. Don't allow faces to dictate to you what you should think, say, and do. Because faces have a way of changing you if you're not in the place you need to be. Let me just prove it with a little scripture. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 1 and consider something. Jeremiah 1. 
Right after Isaiah, you'll find Jeremiah. Isaiah starts the prophets, and then right after Isaiah, we'll find Jeremiah. And just look at the first chapter and the eighth verse. But this is what the Lord told the prophet. You there? Jeremiah 1 and 8. Do not be afraid of their faces. They're going to have an attitude towards you, Jeremiah. They're going to look at you funny. They're going to talk about you, Jeremiah. Now, now, look at this. God told them, do not be afraid of their faces. Now, before I go on with the verse, Jeremiah really didn't heed this. Because Jeremiah got to listening to folk to the point to where Jeremiah said to God, I'm just going to hold my peace. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to let it go. But then God had done too much for Jeremiah. God had moved mightily for Jeremiah. And even though Jeremiah the human got in the flesh and said, I ain't going to say nothing else. He turned around and said, I tried to follow my word. I tried to do what I put out, but I couldn't do it because his word was just like fire. Shoved up in my bones. And I couldn't hold my peace. Said I wasn't going to preach, but I had to preach anyhow. Said I wasn't going to dance, but I had to dance anyhow. Said I was going to mind my own business, but I had to give him a scripture. Said I wasn't going to talk about his goodness at the family reunion, but I had to tell my uncle who was talking crazy. Say to your neighbor, if God has really done something for you, you can't hold your peace. You got to say it. You got to tell it. You got to let folk know about the goodness of God. I'm just going to go in the grocery store. I'm just going to get me some bologna, get me some cheese, and get me some crackers. And then I'm just going to come out. But then you met somebody crazy. Talking that dumb stuff. Where was God and all that? You just had to say, you just had to let them know God was still God. God was still on his throne. God was still being omnipotent. God was still being. See, see what Jeremiah had to learn. God had told him, look, don't worry about their faces. But what he had to learn is to be mature when it comes to dealing with folk. I'm going to drop something on you real quick. You ready for it? Folk going to be folk. Oh, that's heavy. Deep. Oh. Let me drop it one more time. It's so deep. Look at somebody and tell them, folk going to be folk. 
And if you hadn't learned, folk would be up, folk would be down, folk would be one day on two, one way on Tuesday, and another way on Wednesday. Folk gonna be. The same person that encourages you on a Wednesday evening will talk about you on a Thursday night. Folk gon' be folk. Even church folk sometimes will let you down. Gotta go on to tell one more person. Folk gonna be folk. But he had to learn it because God told me, look, you can't look at their faces. But he did. But, but look at the conclusion of verse 8 when you obey God by not worrying about folks' faces. Look at this. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you. I'm going to bring you out, Jeremiah. Because, see, folk were ready to kill him. Even the children were talking about Jeremiah. His family was talking about him. His friends, so-called friends, were talking about him. And even children. But God said, look. Don't worry about their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to prosper you. But he learned the hard way. That he had to trust God. And in order to do it, he had to be mature. And you know, it, it's a simple rule if you really want to be mature. Simple rule. 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. Put away childish things. That's, that's, that's it. I'm going to pray about being mature and follow me a book on mature that's got at least 10 steps. You ain't got to have no 10 steps. You ain't got to find you no book. Save your trip going to Barnes and Nobles, just, just 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, put away childish stuff. Somebody trying to make you mad, just get grown to the point to where you ain't going to let it. And sometime in order to start that, you're just going to have to walk away until you get strong enough to stay there and just take it. If you ain't strong enough to stay there and take it, just walk away. You can't allow their faces to get the best of you. You can't allow it to happen. And contextually, or according to Psalm 31 and 19, the, the psalmist had learned to be mature when it came to being in the presence of people or in the faces of people. He had just learned to be mature. He, would not, he was not going to allow 
people to cause them to get out the will of God. Not going to allow people to cause them to start thinking, talking, and doing in contrast to the written and revealed will of God. Because the, the psalmist recognized that there was a divine benefit in trusting and fearing God. I got, I'm going to deal with the text. But I want you to really understand what I just said. The psalmist realized there was a divine benefit when it came to trusting and fearing God. Those are the two major things that, that he talks about in the, in the text that happened to him. But he also recognized, look, trusting and fearing God, that there's a benefit. But the benefit is not just for me. The benefit is for everybody that's going to trust and fear him. But get this. In the presence or in the faces of people. Now, I've already dealt with trust, but fear in the text is a little Hebrew word, yeah, Y-A-R-E. Strange name for a word, but that's, that's a Hebrew word, yeah. But fear, theologically, has to do with showing God appreciation. But keeping it contextually in the presence of man. That means you're going to get your Judah on. <laughs> Not just in church, but outside of church. These folks, these folks put up their flags. Come out with their little rainbows and all this stuff. In public, and you trying to reserve your praise until Sunday? God done dropped something on you on a Tuesday? Five days away from Sunday, and you talking about you can't wait to get to church? Well, if he dropped you on it in your front yard, you got, you got to quit worrying about your nosy neighbors. <laughs> Gazing at you. If he gave you victory in your front yard. <laughs> You better give him a victory turn in your front yard. That's too deep for these folk right here. I, 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 I don't know what's going on right in here. Now y'all in the back in this row right here. I see y'all praise it. But these folk right here. They looking like you don't know my neighbor. 
You don't know my neighbor. I don't need to know your neighbor. If God has been good to you in your yard, give him the praise. Man, I couldn't get that. I couldn't get one of my lawnmowers crunk, and it was the only one I had with me. I said, oh, Lord, I've been working on this thing 30 minutes. Please, Jesus, help me get this lawnmower crunk so I can cut this yard and go home and eat. After I prayed that little prayer out in the open, 10 minutes later, that lawnmower crunked up. Good God Almighty, you should have seen your preacher. Giving God the glory on Carter Street. Woo, I said giving God the glory on Carter Street. When he crunked that more, I was a happy person. I knew he did it. He helped me to do it. I knew he did it. Never be ashamed of your God. And see, when you fear him, you show him appreciation. And it should never be limited to church. It says also when you fear God that you are a legitimate worshiper. John 4, 22 and following talks about God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. But get this. And then it goes on to say, for the father is looking for such to do See, he, he just ain't looking at on no Sunday morning. No, he's he looking for somebody that's true to worshiping him that's in the classroom. That's in a factory. That's in a hospital. Or some other place. He, he's looking for somebody that's not ashamed to let others know who they worship. How many of you are not ashamed to let your folk know that you worship God? When they talking about the crazy preacher on, on uh, Refuge Way that believe God or do anything, save, fail. You're not ashamed to say, that's my preacher and God has anointed him. Because if they talk about you, I'm going I'm to let them know, hey, look, she may not be perfect, but she's saved. He may not be the man you think he ought to be, but he saved. You have, you have to be to the point to where you are not ashamed of your God. Letting folks know you fear him. You fear your God. Amen? How many really understand what I'm saying? You have to be to the point to where you let them know without question. And get this. When you fear God, it will cause your trust, your confidence to go to another level. 
Let me show you something which, which you ought to be, you ought to know without me going to it, but I'm going now. Go with me to Proverbs 14, 26. Some of y'all know that scripture. If you don't, you finna know it now. Ready, Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord, there is what? And his children will have? Now, just a note on that. This is where we got our church name, place reference, description. But anyway, in the fear of the Lord is what? When you fear God, your confidence is going to be strong. When you truly worship God 24-7, you got some confidence. You can, you can quote Hebrews 10 and 35 and following with boldness. Hebrews 10 and 35 says, cast not away therefore your confidence. But when you fear God, you ain't thinking about casting away your confidence. You're holding on to your confidence. When you get a bad report, you're still walking around saying, God's still going to heal me. God's still going to do this, that, and the other. When folk tell you ain't no way certain thing going to happen because you have strong confidence in God, you say, well, it may be impossible with man, but not with God because with God, oh! Things are possible. How are you going to say something like that? Because you have strong confidence. And you have strong confidence when you become a legitimate worshiper or you fear God. Then you see they just turned you down. Why are you coming out of there? They done turned you down. Talking about it's still going to happen for you. Because I got confidence in God. And he done told me beforehand with, with me and this is impossible. See, when, when you're mature and really feel God, you understand that, that that's a whole, it's, it's a whole lot of folk that think they're God, but they're not God. And folk going to say a whole lot of stuff that may make sense to them and others, but it don't make no sense to you because what they're saying is in contrast to God's word. Mr. Walker, there's no way uh, this is going to happen in this season. And I'd be looking at you got to be out your mind. Have you even read what the Bible says in reference to such and such. I've told folks that. They, they, they've told me, look, there's no way you're going to be able to do such and such. I will look, you ain't read such and such. No, but I know what the report says. You got to understand, so folk will tell you certain things can't happen, but they don't know the word. I've had folks tell me time and time again, you can't have such and such because... You don't have this, that, and the other. Well, and I, and I have asked folk, point blank, have you ever read such and such in the Bible? And I'd be like, waiting for them to, waiting for them to tell me. No, I, I hadn't read that. Well, what you're saying is wrong. Because the Bible says completely different. See, you have to know that. Because folk will tell you something based upon their logic. But if that logic is not according to what will never pass away, who right? That's the reason. The question is asking Isaiah as well as Romans. To you, child of God, whose report you going to believe? 
when you fear God, you got confidence in him. And, and, and I love it because sometimes God will just give you a feeling. But, but, it be, but that feeling be to the point to where it's causing you to have confidence. You ever felt something, but it was bigger than, than a feeling? It, it, was a, it was a feeling, but it was causing you to be confident in what God told you. And God told me, I'll, I'll never forget this. I've told you the story, and I'm not going to go in detail about it, but God told me in the midst of being turned down. He said, you know what, Walker? I told you today was the day you was going to get what I promised. And, man, I just felt like, man, they just turned me down, but it's going to happen today. I just got to go a little bit further. Long story short, it happened that same day. Same day. Same day. But see, the psalmist understood that when you trust and fear God, there's a benefit. And notice how he identifies the benefit here in Psalm 31 and 19. Oh, how great is your goodness. Notice the benefit. God's great goodness. Look at the text. The benefit is, help me, God's great goodness. The benefit is, Some of y'all looking strange. Look at the text again. This is not Walker. Look at the text again. Let's read it. So you'll see it. You won't think this is just me. Psalm 31 and 19. First part. Ready? Read. Oh. Holy right there. Whose goodness? God. So the benefit is God's great goodness. That he has laid up for those that. That he has prepared for those that when you trust and fear God, you're going to experience his great goodness. His great goodness. His theodicy. Say to your neighbor, you're going to experience his theodicy. What is theodicy? It's when God releases his abundance or his prosperity despite the trouble, harm, evil, or such that you're experiencing. It's when God looks and sees that you're going through it from your crown to the soul of his of your feet but he still sends abundance your way going through it in your body but God is still blessing you going through it in your finances but God is still making a way out of no way going
going through it in every aspect of your life, but God is still dropping rains of better and bigger on your life. You're getting a little raindrop over here and another raindrop over there. Why? Because God recognizes that you trust him and you fear him, but and despite what you're going through, he's still going to send blessings your way. Woo! One writer said his blessings will overtake you. They will run you down. God will do for you what your eyes have not seen, what your ears have not heard. God will bless you in the morning, at noon, late at night. God will bless you throughout the day. He'll still dice it when he blesses you despite what you're going through. See, some folk, some folk look for blessings when everything is going well. But God said, do you know how great I am? I, I can bless you while you're in the hospital. I can bless you when you get a bad report from the doctor because I am that I am. And I will be who I will be. Woo, tell somebody, can't. Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Oh, I need three happy folks to just look at some more folk and tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. I said, can't nobody but 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 nobody do you like going through it, but he's still blessing me. Struggling, but he's still blessing me. Going through it in my mind, but he's still blessing me. Done lost this, that, and the other, but he's still blessing me. Business is not flowing the way you want it to flow, but he's still blessing you. He's still taking care of you. Why can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody? Woo! Tell somebody, can't nobody do you like Jesus. You know it's a testimony when you're going through it, but things are still working out in your favor. Anybody can boast when every dot, when every eye is dot and every T is crossed. But when you're in the midst of trouble and he's still moving on your behalf, When money been funny, but he still makes a way for you out of nowhere. Say to your neighbor, that's God's great goodness. Say to another neighbor, that's God's great goodness. And God will be good to you all the time. Because David revealed in Psalm 23 and 6, surely he'll... Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Look at somebody and tell them, I don't know what you're going through. But if you trust God and fear God, it's going to be all right. Because he's going to give you his great goodness. He's going to release his great goodness. He's going to open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. You ain't...
All right, all right, sit down. Listen, listen to this. When you trust and fear God, and you're going through a storm, that's when he'll theodicy. Or his great goodness shows up. And blesses you bountifully. Lord have mercy. Go with me to Psalm 33. I'm closing. Let's deal with his goodness just just a little and then I'm going to be done. Psalm 33. Y'all all all right? Psalm 33 and 5. He loves righteousness and justice. But this is what I want you to get. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Now I know heaven is just nothing but goodness. But, but when you really fear and trust God, you recognize his goodness everywhere. You, you'll be to the point to where you even recognize his goodness in the midst of bad. Hey, have you ever really read Psalm 23? When David talked about he he in the valley of the shadow of death and how it's a table there and the only one at the table is his enemies. So here he is in the valley of death and I don't know about you, I don't want to be at no table and the only one at the table and folk that don't like me. But then David discerned in the midst of all this. Surely. Goodness. And mercy. Shall follow me. In a word, while he in that, he recognized that goodness and mercy were right there with him. In the midst of bad. God's theodicy. It's still there. You get that bad report, but God still said, I'm still in control. 
That's, that report may have surprised you. It didn't surprise me. You know I'm God. I am in control. And I'm still going to allow my goodness to follow you. But the earth is full of his goodness. That, that, that's the reason you don't need to be like a whole lot, lot, lot of folks. Their name should be negative. <laughs> or pessimistic. You, you, you know, folk, that only, it, it ain't no good coming out their mouth. I mean, just all the time. If I didn't have no bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. You have to see the good in everything. See, see, Paul so understood that, that goodness was everywhere to where Paul dropped on us in Romans 8 and 28. He said, hey, children of God, all things work together for the good because we love God. We love him, and it's going to work out for our good. I got to go on, but tell your neighbor, you got to see the good in everything. <laughs> but if you don't trust and fear God, you won't. You won't. You'll think you're preacher crazy. Yeah, you will. Because when I drop certain revelation and give you scripture, because I'm going to give you scripture. But, but if you don't fear and trust God, you'll think what I'm telling you is crazy. You'll be like, Walker done lost his mind. Paul dropped, Paul was locked up. They, they, would get, they were locked up in jail. And so they had sent important folk to see Paul. The governor and, and others came to see Paul. And Paul got to drop a revelation on them to the point to where they looked at Paul and said, Paul, much learning I made you mad. Layman turned, Paul, you crazy? They didn't understand the revelation. They didn't understand what Paul was saying because it sounded like a fairy tale. Didn't sound real. And, and some of us, that's our lives. Things God undid for us, folks. Let's just, man, how come she making up stuff like that? Because they think you becoming a new creature. They think God pulling you out of the hole you were in. Say, it's, it just ain't real that she was that hooked on that stuff and now she okay. It's got to be some kind of pill she taking. It's got to be something that's going on with her. They don't believe that a God that you ain't never seen change your life for the better. They don't believe a God that you never seen. You, you knelt down and asked him to help you. And he brought to pass Psalm 46 and 1. He was your very present help in trouble. They just don't believe that. 
But say to your neighbor, you know what God will do. You got God all on you. You got God written all on you from your crown to the sole of your feet. You are a miracle. So the earth is filled with God's. Last scripture. Let's go to Psalm 52. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Psalm 52. Oh God. I kind of felt like singing when I said that, but I'm going to just go ahead and read Psalm 52 and 1. Yeah, song just, but I'm going to hold on. Psalm 52 and 1. Ready? Why do you boast, get this, in evil? Oh, mighty man. And, and then look at how he strains the old mighty man. The goodness of of God endures continually. It seemed like this COVID just is just taking over. It's just taking over. They say we need double mass now. Why just taking over? Look at this verse right here. You need to get this to certain folk that, that just think God ain't in control. Look, look at this. Why do you boast in evil? Why are you putting it up here? As if, as if it's more than God. Why do you boast in evil? Get this. Almighty man. Somebody with power. Somebody that can influence. The goodness of God endures. Notice. Continually. There, there is nothing that can stop God's goodness. Don't, don't try to think that something that is going on in the earth is going to stop God's plan. God going to do what he said. Therefore, we have to trust him despite faces. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.